This episode of Round Guy Radio is brought to you by Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. And Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. We got Scotty Melvin, and we are going to do something we did, a very popular show we did in the football season. We're going over the ranking show. Scotty Melvin, welcome to the program. Good morning, Dave. How's it going? It's going great. I'm, I'm very happy to hear from you. Uh, very exciting night of basketball last night and, and last week as we are heading down the stretch. Uh, and it, every game is bigger and bigger. Uh, a lot of, of exciting action, particularly in the Southeastern Conference last night. But uh, you uh, are going to go over some of the teams and some of the rankings, and maybe some of these rankings have already been blown up because of last night. But uh, we're anxious to hear uh, about some of the area teams that are getting a little love in some of the polls. All right. Um, well, I've got the uh, the state rankings, these uh, inaugural uh, IHSAA state rankings that Bound uh, is kind enough to tweet out for us weekly. Uh, and you're right, there's going to be some changes because um, when these come out early in the week, of course, you got games on potentially Monday night, Tuesday, uh, Thursdays and Fridays, and then even Saturdays. Um, so a lot can happen in a week, and it and it's going that way. And I'll start in 4A. We don't have anybody from down here or, you know, from down in our area that's that's in there. But there was a big game last night in the state, and that's the Waukee Northwest versus Waukee game, which uh, went Waukee Northwest's way the first time around earlier this season. But last night, the Iowa State recruit, Omaha Billiou, led his team to a big blowout win. So Waukee took that one. So that's going to shake some things up there. But I will say my local Cedar Rapids Kennedy Cougars are – Ranked number one in 4A and uh, are looking to be a juggernaut so far this year, but uh, we'll see how it shakes out come state tourney time. Uh, we're heading down into 3A. Um, nobody in our area of southeast Iowa is ranked there yet in the in the IHSAA rankings. A um, couple teams of note, Cedar Rapids, Xavier Saints are up at number three. Bondurant Farrar is number one. They had a pretty good football team this fall. And the Newton Cardinals have been kind of flying under the radar till lately, but Newton has taken down some big teams, some that we even uh, keep an eye on that play some of our Southeast Iowa teams. So uh, I've been curious to see how they'll finish out, but they've cracked in at number eight. Hey, I'm, I'm glad going... you mentioned Newton uh, because we're growing like a, uh, we're growing like a weed over there. We're getting tons of listeners in Newton. So if you're listening to Newton, Iowa, thanks for listening. Yeah, they, and, you know, again, they, they'll, you know, they'll stretch over into our area a little bit with some of their uh, schedules. So it's, and, and then in football, of course, they play in a district, I believe, with Oskaloosa. So, you know, they're a school we got to keep an eye on uh, to some degree, at least. And, and just a little fun fact, the very first high school football game in Iowa I ever attended was in Newton, Iowa. I, I don't remember who they played, but I was there. <laughs> it was a long time ago. So moving down into 2A, that's where we start seeing some uh, Southeast Iowa teams appear. And, and there's just one at the moment. It's the West Burlington Falcons. We know that they've uh, got what's regarded uh, by a lot of folks as the best guard um, core 
in southeast Iowa. They've got some really good guards. They're all young, too. I think they're going to be back for at least another season, some of them. And uh, I haven't got to see them play. I haven't seen really any footage on them. I've only heard about them. But they're undefeated. They beat some major some major competition, including a, a good win over Mediapolis last night. Uh, they're ranked number five in 2A. Well, hey, I, I just want to let you know, there is a great place where you can see uh, some video of uh, Burlington, West Burlington and Notre Dame. And that's here on okay. Rag Guy Radio. As Jeff Mills sent us over a, 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 like a six-minute highlight reel of uh, that game. And you can really see those two guards and how great they are and, and how they just dominate the, and control the game. And Notre Dame and West Burlington have some pretty good players, and you'll see some good plays on them. But uh, we're partnering with Jeff Mills. Uh, uh, he sent me the the Waco Winfield game, and and he's going to send me the the Mount Pleasant Washington game here. Uh, we're trying to get some of that loaded up. It's not as easy as uh, everything else. We tried a couple times and failed, but we're going to try try again, and we'll get them up. So uh, shout out to Jeff Mills and. Uh, yeah, Scotty, I'll send you that video over so because it's really worth seeing. Yeah, if, if he if he tweeted that one, I must have missed it. I'm kind of hit and miss down here on uh, on vacation with some of this stuff. But uh, yeah, he real smart highlights for anybody that wants to check out any uh, local uh, high school footage. Um, Jeff's there and he's got an angle that's different and for my money a lot better than the huddle videos that are out there, and those are great. But uh, Jeff does it himself. He's very talented and and he. he puts together really great highlight reels if you didn't want to go back to YouTube and watch the entire game or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so I'll have to check that one out because I, I think Notre Dame's pretty good, too. I haven't – you know, some of those schools that are – They got some big kids. They make some big plays in this. Uh, yeah. Um, and those guards aren't big or anything. But man, can they move the ball and shoot and distribute and all the things that you'd like to see a guard do that – they do all super well. Did you see the the, the short one that he made about uh, Shoeless Simeon Reichenbach? Yeah, I, I did see that one. That was a uh, uh, short but sweet, and uh, you know, it's just another uh, great little uh, snap of how great an athlete that kid is, and uh, on a really stacked basketball team. So yeah, yeah he's even making it better than they were, isn't he? I mean, his presence is really being felt. Uh, yeah, I mean, you look at how good Waco is uh, as as they started with the roster they had to start the season. Simeon on the bench, and, and you got to remember that Ty Egley would have been right in the mix there if he wasn't a starter. And I think he would have been as a senior. He certainly would have been a huge contributor off the bench, like so many others. But I I, I believe he would have probably started in the middle. Um, it, it just it's scary to think how good and deep they'd be if they were at full strength. And even at you know eighty percent, these guys are practically unbeatable. Well, so far they are unbeatable, but I didn't mean to interrupt your ranking thing. Oh no! Well, that's a good segue into the the one A rankings anyway, because Waco comes in at number three this week, and uh, <laughs> as their week has gone, um, I've noticed lately there's been a few teams that have played them a little better as we're getting towards you know heading into the final stretch of the season. Last night wasn't the case. I felt like Columbus played really hard. They've got great effort, but. Waco just kind of ran them off the court in the first quarter. I'm sure you guys talked about that last night. I watched it. It was, I don't know, 34 to six or something at the end of the first. Um, so, you know, more typical Waco warrior basketball last night. And I don't think their position will change this week because there's two really great squads ahead of them and uh, Grandview Christian and 
and North Lynn, the Lynx, who've got ties to Waco with the uh, the Homer family that uh, uh, is, you know, coaching and playing up in that in that uh, school district, and and they're a great team. And uh, in fact, they knocked off two A uh, number six Albernet last night. So North Lynn, you know, solid in there at number two. Waco right behind them. Uh, I saw Gladbrook Rhinebeck lost either. Last week or this week, I can't remember. That's why Waco jumped them, I think, in the rankings. And then if you go a little further down, Linville Sully coming in at number eight this week, and that'll probably change. They did drop a game to Montezuma last night. Oh, they did. I didn't hear that. No, that's yeah. That's they were. Uh, you know, uh, Montezuma is a pretty solid team, and North Mahaska is a pretty solid team, and and uh, uh, that's good news for the Coyote Eagles, actually. Uh, yeah. Uh, because they're the west side. Those teams are on the west side. We're on the east side. Uh, uh, we've had competitive games with all of them. But uh, yeah, uh, I uh, we beat Montezuma. Uh, we lost a, a close one to both. Uh, well, to uh, to North Mahaska, and then and that's another good team over there. So yeah, yeah, Linville Sully. Uh, uh, I'm surprised they lost. They're awful tough. Yeah, they are, but, um, you know, in basketball, and that's why you'll hear me say a juggernaut is almost unbeatable. It, if you run into a team that's even close to you talent-wise and you have a bad shooting night or something, you know, things just don't go – you know, basketball, you're going to drop a game. It's, it's easier to drop a game, I think, in basketball or a few games, no matter how good you are, than, than say, football or whatever. Uh, so it, it never surprised me if somebody gets upset, especially in a matchup like that. I think maybe if uh, if there was anything a little shocking that might raise your eyebrows. Uh, from what I read last night, Montezuma was down um, quite a bit. Lindell Sully had that game in control, and I mean late in the game. And it was a fourth-quarter rally for Montezuma that stole that game. And uh, so that goes to show you just how scary good they must be uh, when they set their minds to, to win in a game. There's a lot of good teams in that sickle. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, holy cow. Uh, Linville Sully's uh, staying in the top 10, just dropped down a little bit. You know, in basketball, we were talking last night about how some weeks you lose a game because you played so many games. You know what I mean? By the time yep. you got to the fourth game of the week, you were on the road and you're just tired, you weren't shooting good. And another way you can lose a, a game is not playing enough games a week. You know what I mean? You have four or yeah, five it's days like, in between games, you can get rusty quick. It's kind of a it's kind of a rhythm sport, you know, more so than football. Football is kind of a lay it all out there and then recover. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you're at full strength the next week type of sport. And then basketball's got a little of that, but it's it's definitely a little bit more of a rhythm sport. You don't want that rhythm broke up if it, if things are going well. Yeah, you, you can. Uh, it's a uh, you know it's, it's a lot harder to go undefeated in basketball. I'd have to think. Yeah, in fact, remember we talked about it last year uh, with our, our Mid-Prairie Golden Hawks had that special season and team, and they headed into the, the tournament undefeated, and that scared me a little bit, going into the tournament undefeated because the tension kind of mounts, and then they had to play a team that was, you know, on paper really uh, on their level, even though they had beaten that team a few weeks prior, and sure enough, they, they did drop that uh, that first game up there at the state tournament, and, and you know... It, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. But I don't know. There's something about it that just makes me makes me nervous for a school going into the tournament undefeated. Yeah, I know what you mean. Sometimes uh, there's lessons in learning that if you've never yeah. had, you know what I mean. You've never been pushed. You you know, no one's ever ever challenged you enough that you have to get that extra edge or that determination. You know. 
yep. to, to reload and win. Well, are there any other teams in the area that are uh, – or well, any other polls? In that IHSAA poll, um, they do their top ten. There's no – you're not going to see who's getting votes or who's sitting just outside. It's just a straight top ten. I'm – I've just pulled up from the Cedar Rapids Gazette, the AP poll, the latest one that I've got. And it's from, I think, January 9th. So it may be a little bit old. I don't know why I can't find the current one because I saw it earlier this week. It is what it is. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, but that, you know, and, and this particular article only has a top 10 as well. But as we were talking before we got on on uh, the recording here, there are, there are some boats and boat getters and things like that from the area. Uh, 4A. In this particular poll I'm looking at from the AP, I don't see anybody from our area, nor in 3A. Uh, 2A, of course, West Burlington sitting at number five. And then in 1A, this is one where Waco's uh, behind Gladbrook, Rhinebeck. But I think this was before uh, GR had lost a game. So Waco's sitting at four here. And Linville Sully was, yeah, they were undefeated in this poll as well. And that's no longer the case. And they're ninth in this poll. So it wouldn't surprise me to see them maybe get knocked out of the top ten after the loss to Montezuma. Uh, but like we were talking a, a few minutes before we got on here, I have seen in the vote getters, I've seen Winfield Mount Union getting votes in 1A. And I like to see that because that team is lurking and they are, you know, when they're putting it together, there were stretches last night, their defense against Wapolo looked as stifling as Waco's. Uh, they ran some full court press and made things really tough on what I think is still a fairly strong Wapolo team. Um, Going to uh, 3A, and you brought this up, Mount Pleasant was getting votes in 3A, and that's no surprise. And then I believe in 4A in the AP poll this week, Burlington cracked in at number 10, which after losing to Fairfield last night, is probably going to knock them back out. But that's what I got for the AP poll. Yeah, uh, well, there's quite a bit of teams uh, uh, deserving of some love, some teams that are right on the edge. Uh, let me. I'll go over a couple teams I think uh, uh, are are really high performers in Southeast Iowa. We're going to start with the Mount Pleasant Panthers. What do you What do you think? Of yeah, that? yeah. Watching them last night against a, a Washington team that we know is very good. Now Washington, they they remind me of uh, their basketball team. Reminds me of their football team. You don't know what you're getting from night to night. Um, sometimes they just lights out, and other nights they just seem to struggle a bit. Last night, I felt like the the parts of the game that I was able to see that they were in some of their top performing uh, mode. And but then at the end of the game, Mount Pleasant hit some big threes. And and this is what stinks about being down here in Florida and watching the game on my phone. The team that's in the dark jerseys, I can't see the numbers. It's just too small. So I don't know who did it. I don't know if it was Peyton Higgins or what. But there was a couple of threes that Mount Pleasant hit with guys in the in their face. I mean, just ice cold three point shots that, that stretch the lead a little bit. And then to uh, help things for Washington, there were some, some kind of head scratching fouls that Mount Pleasant committed down the stretch that stopped the clock, put Mount Pleasant kids on the line, a chance to close the gap there at the end and give themselves a chance, but Mount, or I'm sorry, but Washington <laughs> didn't hit their free throws. So uh, I think some time spent working on free throws might be in order for some teams this week um, because they could have closed, closed things that, you know, at the end of the game, giving themselves more of a chance, but they didn't hit their free throws. And so that lead stayed close to 10 and, you know, 
Washington just couldn't quite scratch back into it. But Mount Pleasant looked really good in a tough environment, big rivalry game, uh, made the plays when they had to, and, and came out of out of Washington with a win last night. Well, that was Peyton Hoops Higgins, and I believe he had 30 points. I wondered if that's who it was. Like I said, I couldn't see the numbers on the jersey, but there was one of those threes he hit with two guys in his face, just drained it. I mean, it was uh, some of the best shooting you're going to see. Well, uh, what about the Kyoto Eagles? I think they're 14 and three, uh, wrapped up their conference already, uh, have lost to Waco and, and Linville Sully and uh, 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 lost a heartbreaker to uh, North, a very solid North Mahaska team, beat Montezuma, who beat uh, uh, um, Linville Sully last night. So uh, actually didn't play all that bad against Linville Sully. I guess you were there for that game. So. What about the Kyoto Eagles? Are they bubbling a little bit? Yeah, I think they're um, in a conference, the Sickle, that reminds me a lot of uh, of the Southeast Iowa Super Conference. It's got Waco and Winfield, Mount Union, New London, Minneapolis. I do think the Sickle has a little bit more uh, teams competing for the top spot, and Kyoto is certainly in that conversation. I think there's a there's a group of teams in that one. In that conference, you, when you factor in both uh, sides, you know both divisions that you know could can challenge each other on any given night. Anybody could come out with a win, um, and I don't know quite as much about those those schools uh, being farther away, but outside of Kyoto, but Kyoto is definitely in that mix. And uh, um, yeah, I don't know their top ten team, team but, but maybe a top fifteen team, top sixteen, top fourteen, somewhere. I mean, uh, uh, I just want to mention them because uh, I've watched them all year long, had some great time. Uh, L&M well, uh, uh, won a big game last night, uh, kind of a shocker. Uh, and uh, uh, Waco, my, Waco put up 94 points. I mean, what about that? That's more than three now, points a minute, Scott. They uh, had 36 at the end of the first quarter, and I will tell you that especially out of the gate, Columbus – Tried to try their damnedest to challenge them. I mean, they they did uh, a lot of things right early in the game, but as is typical, that pressure defense just it made some quick turnovers. And it, you know, Columbus had like a six to three lead at, for a minute there in the in the first, and the next thing I know, it was seventeen to six. And I mean, it was like I blinked, and it happened that fast. They scored quick because of course some turnovers, and that's just what Waco does. Uh, well, hey Scotty, uh, 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 my day is getting a little shorter, and uh, I got to go to my mom's for breakfast, and I don't want to miss out on those biscuits and gravy. So we're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for being with yep. us, Scott. It was a, gr- a great ranking show, and appreciate you so much. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, and then the team's back home. Uh, when we can, we're watching you down here on a very small screen in Florida. All right, thanks for your contribution, Scott. Everybody at Round Guy Radio loves you. This episode of Round Guy Radio has been brought to you by Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. And Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant.